This is Syax, and this is the Kingdom Hearts World Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Kingdom Hearts World Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Grace. Heyo! And Nick. What's up, dudes? And we are here with a very special guest, the voice of Syx and Isa in Kingdom Hearts, as well as numerous other roles, such as Shadow the Hedgehog and Kisame from Naruto, Kirk Thornton. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Yay! Big deal. (laughs) We're super excited. This is fantastic. Um... So we have a we have a lot of questions here, mm-hmm. uh, normal, for the usual, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd love for you to answer them. So would you like to start, Grace? Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna jump right on in. Kirk, how did you get into acting slash voice acting? Well, acting. I mean, I got into acting. That's uh, two different questions, actually, because I got into acting long before I got into voice acting. Oh. Um, acting, I got into. I'm I'm a lifer. When, uh, you know, when I was a little kid and my, my parents pulled out the eight millimeter movie camera, I leapt in front of it and was always showing off. And, um, from the time, you know, I could talk, everybody has said, Oh, you, you, you should be an actor. You should be an actor. And it's what I've always wanted to be. And, uh, just, you know, being a show off over the years, um, (laughs) and then, and then seeing, the real thing when I was uh, fairly young, uh, we were living in Oregon, and I went to the uh, we went to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and I said, "I want to be up there. That's where I want to be up on that stage." And eventually, I got there. But then, voice acting, which and that kind of ties into how I got into voice acting. Um, I'd gone to uh, I'd worked at Oregon Shakespeare Festival, then gone to New York and done um, done theater in New York. Uh, got married. And my wife and I came out here to L.A. to do um, film and TV, started, was doing film and TV. And I went to the dry cleaners one day. And this is, I mean, I I recommend it highly for any aspiring voice actor, go to the dry cleaners. (laughs) Because I went to the dry cleaners, right outside the dry cleaners, I ran into a friend I had worked with at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And he said, hey. You want to do voiceover? You want to, I, I'm doing cartoons. You want to do this stuff? And I said, yeah, I've always wanted to do cartoons. And uh, it wasn't exactly cartoons. It was anime. Um, he, was, he was directing anime at the time. And he brought me in. He said, well, I'll bring you in. We'll see how you do. It's kind of a, it's kind of a skill. Um, it's not something that everyone has an affinity for. And so um, he brought me into a session and put me in front of a mic. We do things differently uh, with dubbing nowadays. Um, now you, you're set, you've got uh, the video and you've got beeps. So, you know, exactly when you're supposed to start, you start on the imaginary fourth beep, um, your beep, 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 and then you go. So it's, it's pretty easy to at least, to when to start back then we had to just watch the time code and jump in at when we thought it was right. Anyway, he set me up and set me up with a cue. I nailed it on the first take and it was complete luck absolute luck and so from then on i was i was his prodigy and uh i just started getting little bits of work and just more and more but uh yeah it was all 
it was all luck and and who you know kind of with me and and an affinity for it i really uh i was always there's two types of actors there's technical and then there's the uh the more organic the old school marlon brando you know they they have to live the role mm-hmm. i was actually uh, they, and there's uh two ways of referring to it working from the inside out where you work from the inside create that character and just become that character or you work from the outside in where you start taking on all the different aspects of that character, the, the physicality, the voice, uh, uh, you do research on um, the, the history and all that, and, and you create, you build your character that way. That's how I learned a little more, the more technical approach. And so hmm. um, it, uh, it came very easily to me. You need to have a little bit more technique to do anime and, and dubbing. Oh, that's anyway. interesting. Long yeah. answer. <laughs> at a laundromat. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so our next question is, can you explain how you came up with the voice for Sykes? Did you draw any inspiration from the Japanese version, or was it entirely you? I did draw a lot of ja- uh, inspiration from the Japanese, um, but there was a, a couple of things. <laughs> Do you want to hear a story? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yes, certainly. <laughs> Definitely. The story of how I got Syax, um, I, uh, I'd never worked for Disney. And uh, so it was a Disney project. And one day I got a call from Disney Animation saying, we'd like to book you uh, for Kingdom Hearts. Um, hmm. We're going to pay you this much money, which was, to me, a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and, so you were like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, Disney Animation, a lot of money. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was bouncing off the wall and they said, oh, we're going to schedule you for such and such a date. And I went, yes, yes, great, great. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to work for Disney. And uh, then uh, then they called back uh, you know, three, four days later and said, um, yeah, we, we have to reschedule you. Uh, and I went, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'll, I'll do anything you want. Just uh, reschedule me, anything. Everything's great. And I think they rescheduled me a third time. And – by the time I finally went in, I'd had time to think about it and go, how did Disney Animation find out about me? How, how did they get my name? How did I get cast without even auditioning, them never knowing me? And so I, I get into the session and I ask the director, I said, you know, I, I, I'm very thankful to have this job, but how did I get it? And he went, you don't know? And I said, oh. He says, well, neither do I. <laughs> and so, <laughs> anyway. It turns out that the same voice actor in Japan that played Gene in Samurai Champloo played Syax in Kingdom Hearts. And they thought, oh, wow. Well, if the actor who played Gene could do it, you know, they probably listened to my Gene and said, oh, yeah, that's pretty close. And, uh, and so that's how I got it. Um, and my inspiration for Gene was, A, um, the Japanese actor and uh, – with just a little bit of um, oh, who did I throw in? Come on, that's right. Oh, I don't on. really know many actor names, so I probably would have been confused. <laughs> um, this this one you'd know. Fistful of dollars. Uh, but, uh, come on, um, Clint Eastwood. Wow, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, oh, no so way. It's a, awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a combination of the Japanese actor and Clint Eastwood. Me doing Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh my God! I can hear it now. That's super cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> By the so, way, I'm going to answer all questions in this length. So, <laughs> Oh, no, no worries. That's Please do, awesome. actually. Yeah, it's um, interesting, for sure. 
So my question is, is there an intrinsic difference in the way that you voice Isa from the prequels as opposed to Syax? No, not really. Oh. I just, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just young him up a little bit. You know, you, you always do something a little bit different. And so I just, just made him a little bit younger. That's pretty awesome. cool, though. But, you know, and, and we all, you know, most of voice actors, we do that. You know, well, I was amazed one session I sat in and it was a guy who had done a lot of work on Simpsons and Family Guy. And um, we were doing this session and the director said, yeah, make him five years younger. And I could hear the five years younger. Nah, maybe, maybe two years younger than that. And, and the actor was able to do that. And so the good voice actors can, you know, can make that judgment. Okay, yeah, that's the same voice. Just, just make him younger. And uh, I don't know if I'm one of the good voice actors, but, uh, you know, we, we're used to changing our voice enough that uh, it's usually not that hard. That's, that's always incredible. extremely impressive to me. Yeah. I'd say you're one of the good voice actors. I, I would agree. No, no need to be humble here. Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> We're already fans. It's all right. I work with such – I get humbled every day when I go to work and work with actors. It's like, oh, my God. I can't believe I get any work. Look how good these guys are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, um, how do you get into character? That's um, – you know – it's it's a skill that 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 comes over time. Um, when I did theater, it would take far longer, you know, to get into character. Um, and it's not necessarily what you would think. Um, when I would do theater, I would get into character. You sit at your makeup mirror and you you put your makeup on, and and gradually the the character kind of comes over you. You have mm-hmm. a cigarette, whatever. You relax, and <laughs> and it just you just kind of watch as it happens. But you don't have that kind of time in a voiceover session. So it's basically uh, – it's tough. It has to happen extremely quickly. You, you don't have a lot of time. So uh, something that we did in acting school, um, we studied in mime. It sounds weird, but um, in mime we studied a, a method called the Lecoq mask uh, technique where you, you put on a mask and then you match your body to that mask and then eventually – you go to a half mask and you speak with with that the character of that mask, uh, and you create a voice that goes with that face. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And when you're dubbing, that's pretty much how you do it. You see the face on the screen. You try to match that face, and that face creates a voice and gets mm. you character. And awesome. I mean, the animation is is all there already for the for the most part when we're doing anime and uh and with kingdom hearts as well it's it's already there so you see the the physical emotions the the facial expressions you see all that and you just have to match it so yeah it's not it's not a long process you just kind of jump into it and go this is the voice i can see his emotions this is what i have to do so pretty much to an extent it's like uh judging a Books or judging a character's voice by their cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Wow, that is impressive. The the tough parts. I mean, getting into character, crying. I hate to cry. (laughs) (laughs) When they give me a character that cries, because that's it's it's so hard to you know to get organic, real tears on the fourth beep. Mm. (laughs) Stretch of emotion. Yeah, I mean, in front of a camera, you've got time on stage. You've got time to build into it. When you're when you're behind that mic, you know, you just have to say, "Okay, guys, give me a second. 
and you sit back and you grab an image or something that, that, that pulls you to that emotion and then you say, okay, let's go. And, and you do it, but, but I hate doing it. Flying <laughs> is no fun. Sounds tough. <laughs> <laughs> Who or what are your inspirations for acting or generally for doing anything creative? Gosh, that is such a tough question because, you know, there's, there's inspiration everywhere. You know, there's, there's inspiration in paintings and in, in other actors. Um, what inspired me to, to acting was seeing great actors. Um, you know, uh, I originally wanted to do stage. So seeing really wonderful stage actors was just incredibly inspiring. And uh, what inspires me to do it every day is just, <laughs> I'm inspired by the fun of it. It's, uh, hmm. it's, there's no more fun to be had than, than playing behind a mic and, and being somebody else and, uh, and just, you know, going away for a while and, and trying to hit a home run. You know, I'm I, one of my big, uh, passions away from acting is, is softball. And I, I love hitting the ball. And, uh, the, the thing about hitting is when you, when the ball hits the, the sweet spot of the bat, it's just this incredible feeling. It's a, it's, it's an adrenaline rush. It just, it feels good all over your body. Um, hmm. and it's the same thing with acting. When you, when you hit the sweet spot with even a line, you know, even if it's just one line out of a whole performance, when you, when you really hit it dead on, it's, it's such a, it's such a rush and it's just fun. That's awesome. So it's That's like amazing. an escape almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Oh Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like self-fueled yeah. acting. Yeah. It's like you want to keep going. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's sad that it's part of it, but it's also kind of a rush to know that I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. The, the oh, pay yeah. is, you know, it's, I hate to be that way, but it, it, it's nice to know that, uh, you know, I can support myself doing this. And, yeah, yeah, that you can do something that mm-hmm. you that's love a, and that like, mm-hmm. makes you feel good. And you can yeah, feed my family. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, what is your favorite uh, "quote unquote" story from the the booth? And I know this usually kind of puts people on the spot because it's, it's tough to just remember one. I'm sure. No, you know it's so weird. You are you're in the booth. I mean, I'm in the booth almost every day, uh-huh. so it's it's hard to remember all all the different things that happen. And really. You know, most of the time, it, it's not that crazy, and, and, and I am not that crazy in the booth. Uh, a lot of actors, a lot of, you know, actors just go bonkers in the booth. They, they just, you know, they just get totally turned on, and they, they will not stop performing. And, like, when I'm directing them sometimes, I can't get them to shut up. Because <laughs> they turn that faucet on, and they can't turn it off. I'm not that way. I'm, I'm more... I get in there and I'm, I'm down to business. So not a lot of crazy things happen with me un- unless I'm with a group. But, but there's a, a story a, a friend of mine had, which I, I like. Um, usually we're in there by ourselves, um, especially when we're dubbing. Um, so a lot of the time you just have the booth to yourself. You're, you're going to be in there for a couple hours. And, uh, you know, everything's just going to be the way it is. And uh, a friend got into the booth once and he had, just gotten in and he uh 
And so he knew it was a wall before he was going to take a break or anything. And he had a little case of gas. And so he's like, I'm in here all by myself. I got no problem. And so he lets it out and the booth just reeks. And um, (laughs) (laughs) he lets it out. Uh, The director comes over over the talk bank and says, oh, hey, um, you know, we have this actress who just showed up. She has to come in and do a real quick pickup. Do you mind? Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he ripped one. He had to kind of crawl out of the booth with his tail between his legs. <laughs> and there's other stories with groups, but they most, you know, they mostly involve profanity and and uh, you know, <laughs> gross uh, gross behavior. Some rather suggestive themes, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, above the PG-13 line. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Sorry. Can't share those, but uh, you know. Anyway. <laughs> but there's plenty. <laughs> but no, not, not a lot of crazy stories in the booth. They're really, or at least, not that I can remember. <laughs> That's a blessing in a way. I was going to say yeah. that might actually yeah. be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, were you able to meet any other voice actors from the Kingdom Hearts series? <sighs> you know, the only other voice actors I met from the Kingdom Hearts series were the ones that I already knew. And uh, so, no, I didn't meet anybody new. Just, um, you know, most of the guys who I'd worked with uh, previously in anime or or other video games. But, no, I didn't come in contact with anybody new on the video game. And, you know, like I said, I was in there by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I had, you know, I had a bunch of sessions. But, uh, you know, it was it was always just me. So... Yeah, I don't. I didn't get to meet any of the the Disney voices, oh. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, a lot of the other voices who came from anime. Yeah, I know. I know most of them. Oh, you know nice. everybody. Good friends. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a, in in LA. It's a it's a very especially the anime community. It's very mm-hmm. we all know each other. And uh, since I direct and act, you know, I really get to to meet them all and and get to know them more. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Very nice. It used to be when I started, we would do more Walla sessions where we pick up uh, the background and incidental voices, and we'd have a group of actors in there working together, and they'd just say, okay, Kirk, get up and grab this one. Okay, Epgar, grab that one. Okay, Sorge, and, you know, and then we'd do the, you know, the, the crowd noises and the incidentals, but they don't do that anymore, which is too bad. They, uh, they pick up all the, the Walla and incidentals at the end of uh, – regular sessions so mm. you don't mm-hmm. get all that social interaction as much with the other actors you just see them coming in and going out of the booth oh yeah that's a shame yeah <laughs> parties you know yeah <laughs> give that a little high five in between yeah, yeah. yeah. good work today <laughs> so what fandom would you consider yourself to be a part of what stuff uh do you geek out over do you really enjoy have a passion for stuff like that um i'm more geek out over um live action yeah i i'm, mm-hmm. I'm a total downton abbey geek <gasps> <laughs> oh you did not <laughs> oh man are you watching it tonight no i'm i'm, I'm saving it up and uh, i'm gonna watch them uh you know in a in a big stream in a oh glorious binge watch are we, are we yeah, both fans binge-watch. of downton abbey yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah but friends have been telling me that you know some of the word is that uh, you know they're they're running out of material. It's becoming like a soap opera, and others are saying, "Who cares? 
it's so good, I would watch it no matter what. And yeah, I'm kind of in that. Uh, I don't care if it's a soap opera. They're, they're, the acting is so brilliant that uh, uh, I'd watch it anytime. Awesome. But, uh, but no, um, Star Wars and total, you know, Star Wars. Yes. When I got to, um, uh, Clone Wars, I got to do, I don't know, three, four episodes on Clone Wars. And I was totally geeking out in the book. <laughs> oh, awesome. I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> That's amazing. Things like really that. Awesome. Geeked out a little bit when I got to be Batman's dad on the uh, Arkham Knight trailer. That oh, that's oh, amazing. God. Sorry, favorite series right there. You are Thomas so. Wayne. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and that was kind of a funny one because I thought the, the Blur Animation, who did it, uh, asked me to lay down a track and, you know, because they were thinking about using Batman to do it, his his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, they, so I thought, yeah, whatever, I'll lay it down. And, and they said, yeah, we're, we decided to, to use you um, instead of Kevin. So um, come on in. And uh, they had laid down my audition to the animation. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is incredible. I didn't nice. realize what, what an astounding project it was. I mean, just, it was just a trailer, but still, the animation was just stunning. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so out of all the characters which you've done in the past, uh, which do you feel are, like, probably the closest to your personality or voice? Like, what comes most naturally to you? <laughs> this is going to sound odd, but uh, Big Nut Brown Hair. Big Nut Brown Hair. I'm sure you're all familiar with Big Nut Brown Hair. <laughs> Who is <it>? Silence. <laughs> yes. I remember when I was a wee lad. You know, there is this wonderful set of children's books called Guess How Much I Love You. And, um, and they did uh, Disney did an animation uh, to the books, uh, and it's, it's Big Nut Brown Hair and his son, Little Nut Brown Hair. And um, it's, it's the sweetest, loveliest uh, animation and storylines. And they originally did it with Australian actors, um, but we dubbed it to English. And uh, it's pretty much me. It's just, it's just me and, and my voice. And uh, it's it's just uh, being dad, you know, like I that was. That is adorable. Oh, that's nice. I just the got way- a cavity. That was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the way I actually got it was between me and another actor, and we had to sing. And so uh, I sang, um, and I, I'm not a singer, but I sang that I the song that I always sung my uh, sung to my little boy uh, when I was putting him to sleep. So uh, and. I that's how I got it by singing that. Oh, that is so oh, sweet. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. Please tell me tell me about a project or accomplishment that you consider to be your most significant in your whole career. <sighs> most significant in my whole career. That's a big question, isn't it? It is. Weighty. <laughs> it is because, you know, the there've been lots of steps along the way. And without one step, I couldn't have taken the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, from playing Captain Blastoff in books from Mars in the second grade <laughs> up through, um, you know, getting a, a job on, on Clarence. The most, probably the most significant would be when I was cast by the woman who was going to become my wife 
to do theater on the cruise ships because that that kind of changed everything. It, that that really changed my life. I cast her. She cast me because she was looking for an actor to do theater on cruise ships, and uh, and we fell in love. And 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 that has affected my life. Yeah, more than any other role I've gotten. You are melting my heart over here. Oh my goodness. That was so sweet. (laughs) That was adorable. Uh, Well, really, I mean, because, you know, it it changed everything. We did theater, we came to LA, just, you know, we had kids. There's there's a lot more to acting than than just uh, getting behind a mic. Yeah, no, that's a very, actually, that's a very insightful answer to the question there. (laughs) (laughs) Our next question is a bit different, a little bit lighter. Um, <laughs> what superpower or spirit animal uh, would you have if you could choose? Oh, if I could choose. <laughs> okay. Superpower, I'd, I'd want to fly. Flying would <gasps> Nice. It's a good one. In fact, That's I can do it, and I haven't done it in ages, but I, I can do it in my dreams. I've done it in my dreams, and uh, I just kind of lift off and fly. So you've been practicing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ready for the real deal. Yeah, when, when the time comes when the uh, mutate experiment gives you the power. For half a second, I thought he was gonna say like, "Oh, I just did it like yesterday." <laughs> I just, <watched>. just flying <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and spirit animal. I, I looked on online to see what kind of. I did a test to see what kind of spirit animal, and it was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> and, and, but but at least it reminded me that oh yeah, that's what my spirit animal is. Would be a dolphin. Because uh, I'm a, I was a swimmer uh, all through grade school, high school, swam competitively, and I'm just I'm just completely at home in water, whether it's scuba diving or or just swimming. Um, it it just feels absolutely natural to me. So uh, yeah, definitely a dolphin would be my spirit animal. Oh, that's awesome! Very intellectual animals as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super smart. <laughs> <laughs> so um so what's a question that you've actually wanted to be asked during an interview and um you know if you can think of one what's the answer to that question wow um i don't know i had never thought about that uh that's a good question i guess it would be why do you act hmm. that's uh <laughs> That's a really tough answer. Do you, is that a question you feel like you get outside of interviews a lot? No, no, nobody's. I, I can't remember anybody asking me why I act, except maybe a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I know the answer, other than it's just what I love to do. Um, and I, I and I don't know why I love to do it. I maybe. You know, I, I, <laughs> it could be it could be very deep. You know, it could be like uh, I'm afraid of being myself, or it could be just uh, I, I love playing make believe. I, I never grew up, and uh, which is probably it because I, I keep as, as I get older, I, I keep looking at myself in the mirror, and I see an older an older version of myself. And yet I go, my God, you're so immature. (laughs) You're still a 10-year-old who would go out and play war out on the playground, you know. (laughs) That's what I do. I I just have never grown up. I have a creeping suspicion that that no one ever does. I haven't grown up. The good ones don't, at least. 
Yeah, got that youthful spirit going on. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Grace, do you want to ask the last question that the we always last ask? last question. This is, <laughs> this is one of the most fun. Uh, okay, if you could make your own ice cream sundae with anything on it, like anything in the world and any flavors, what would you do? Hmm. Well, it, it would start off with Cherries Garcia, or Cherry Garcia ice cream. <laughs> nice. And on top of it would have to be homemade whipped cream, not not out of a not cool whip or anything out of a can. <laughs> uh, hot fudge. I, you know, it's pretty basic. I really you don't <laughs> you need some nuts on there, um, and and maybe a few gummy bears and uh, a maraschino cherry on top, and that's that's about it. <laughs> Sounds like it has a very nice presentation to it. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. And now we're all in the mood for ice cream. Yeah. My job is done. Now we are all very hungry. (laughs) Oh, I am. Always leave the interview hungry. That's the weirdest question I've been asked in an interview. Yes! (laughs) I win! We've accomplished something great here today. (laughs) Awesome. Ice cream sundaes. And now you'll remember us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From here on, ice cream will be the question you wish you would get in an interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Although banana splits are pretty hard to beat, even though it's not a Sunday, but you know. <laughs> but it gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's all the questions that we have for today. So I guess that we're going to kick it out of here. We want to thank you, Kirk, for being here. It's been a really insightful interview. It's been a lot of fun. So, you know, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. It's been fun. You guys have been great. Great questions. Oh, thank you. Uh, And thanks to Grace. She thought up most of these questions and she uh, arranged this. So (laughs) thank you, Grace, from everyone. (laughs) Uh, And thank you, Grace, for your persistence. I I can be, uh, I get busy sometimes. Things get uh, shuffled away, but uh, but you persisted and and we got this done. It's great. Yay. Totally understandable. We're all busy. It's it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, so with that, we will see you listeners around. Goodbye. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.